It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I am so honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. I was on a podcast a few days ago, and one of the questions I was asked was, is it more important to be happy or to be successful. I had to think about that for a bit. And I finally talked about how we can be successful in a number of areas of our lives, such as you know financial, career, health. But if we don't have successful relationships at home with our families, for example, how successful are you really? On the other hand, if you make it a goal to be happy and you organize your life around that, you'll figure out what you love to do and you'll find ways to serve people with your gifts. And that will bring success. If you develop the traits that successful people have, having a positive, positive mental attitude, being persistent, being kind, being optimistic, and so many other qualities, you will attract people, opportunities, and business to you. You will love yourself enough to eat healthy. You will have a long-term view for your money and so much more. So organize your life around doing what makes you happy. You stand a much better chance of being successful in the end. With all that in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And my guest this week is Tom McMurray. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a returning guest to the show. He was on... During my first year, it's been almost four years since Tom has been on my show, and it's awesome to have him back again. Let me tell you about him. Tom is what is known as a disruptionista. He thrives on business models that disrupt companies, industries, and countries. Speaking to audiences around the world, he is known for his ability to help people clearly understand what digital currency is and how people can make it part of their lifestyle. As it relates to digital currency, he coined the term the seventh disruption. And in his book, which is also called The Seventh Disruption, he creates an unequivocal argument of how digital currency will disrupt the trillion-dollar banking and finance industry. He lives and breathes the coin lifestyle and has a mission to help millions of people adopt the future of Internet money. He believes the choice for people today is to adopt a new currency without debt that has the opportunity to appreciate in value or to stay the course with debt-ridden currency that erodes in value every year. The first six disruptions created trillion-dollar markets and reshaped human culture. The seventh disruption is going to create an evolution in finance on a magnitude that has never been seen before. So with all that in mind, here is my very special guest returning to the show, Tom McMurrin. Tom, how are you? I'm great. You know, the, the first test of that introduction is, can you say disruptionista fast five times? <laughs> disruptionista, 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 disruptionista. I did show. it. I did it. Yeah. Wonderful. It's great to have you back. So, Tom, for those that did not hear the first show, tell us about your background, how you got to where you are, maybe some things you overcame, and what brought you to your current space. Well, I, it's, uh, I, I've been through some mega challenges in my life, being through prison and being through cancer, and uh, had a pretty dark desert uh, uh, during my 30s, and you know, came out, uh, uh, jumped on board with a social commerce company, 
uh, I say prior to that, I, I've, I've been involved in online publishing and, and internet. I've been a serial entrepreneur. I, I don't think I've ever held a real job for more than six months. Uh, and usually that was, you know, to get the power bill paid or where I was just kind of hitting bottom and, you know, needed to make things work. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of waiters and waitresses know that I, I was a waiter for a little while while I was in the insurance business. And so I've just kind of fought and, and scrapped, you know, my way. Uh, you know, to success and happiness. Uh, I loved your intro, by the way, and, and I, I think uh, you definitely have to, have to focus on being happy. But I, I think you can have both. You can have success and happiness, and uh, you know that's built you know around lifestyle design, which I've, I've been a big fan of, of Tim Ferriss's book for so long, The Four Hour Work Week. That you know, whatever you do, you you got to create it consciously. And I think for the most part, uh, despite a, about with alcohol and, and addiction, like many people go through, I. I probably lived life unconsciously uh, through my late 20s and, and 30s and uh, kind of woke up and said, you know what, I've got a family, I've got some pretty serious things going on in my life, and, you know, it's time to, to move forward with a, a clear head and to create consciously, which is uh, you know, one of the parts of my miracle acronym. And, you know, I, I got out of, got out of uh, prison and after uh, losing about five years of my life, not losing, I actually gained five years of my life because I, I really found happiness in a very dark space, uh, you know, learning about, you know, when you're in a really noisy environment, you, you have to find silence and silence becomes a very, very expensive commodity, uh, you know, in, 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 in any desert, you know, you don't, prison can be outside of the gates, you know, uh, uh, people have very noisy lives and, and live lives of addiction or, or obesity. And, and, you know, they, uh, uh, you know, so I, I've been a, a big proponent of, of talking to people about, you know, realizing silence and, and, and being able to silence your mind really, really helped me through a very difficult time. But, you know, being in uh, online publishing, I've, I've always found that you, whatever you do, you got to be an expert in whatever you do. You, you just can't be a generalist in every, in life. And, um, you know, I, I everything I delve into, I, I make it in, in my conscious effort to become an expert. And uh, Malcolm Gladwell takes says that it takes about ten thousand hours. You know, and, and I try and collapse time frames and, and work twenty hours a day at whatever I do. You know, when I delve into something, it, it becomes my life and my passion and, and something that I'm excited about. But uh, coming out, I, I got into mobile phones, <clears throat> and I worked very hard to become the number two rep. Uh, in a uh, mobile phone company, uh, setting up 50,000 mobile customers over three years. And unfortunately, I watched a CEO uh, listen to a bunch of high-paid consultants and, and run the company into the ground. And, uh, you know, I found myself, uh, you know, six months, uh, that company about six months away from bankruptcy, I found myself, you know, really looking back at the digital currency space again as something I'd learned about in the, you know, in around 2010 uh, when I had invested in Bitcoin, and um, I, I just decided that, uh, you know, after researching enough and hearing enough authorities speak on digital currency and seeing the players that were in it, um, I decided to really delve into it and immerse myself in it, fully understand it, so I could write a book uh, that people would understand about digital currency, and that's kind of where the seventh disruption came from. So, in a nutshell, I, you know, I can, you can drop me into the any industry, Brian, and if I'm passionate about it, uh, my my first goal will to be become an, an authority in it and establish myself in, in a uh, in a position where people, you know, will come to me to to ask questions and get guidance on on what they're doing. So, whether it's 
uh, offshore, you know, banking and, and offshore real estate like I was in with EscapeArtist.com or mobile phones and social commerce like Solovey or, you know, getting into, uh, of course, digital currency. It's just uh, I'm a quick learner and I use the same business model on everything that I do. So it pretty much fits, um, you know, my, my life. So that's, uh, that's it in a nutshell. Absolutely. And, and you've been in, uh, like I said, you, you've been a serial entrepreneur. You've been in several industries. What do you think ultimately it takes to really succeed and rise to the top of any industry? Because you've done it more than once. You know, I, people always ask what drives me. And, and um, you know, I've, I've had success and success does drive me. But as you, said, you mentioned, you've got to balance it with happiness and the important things in your life. As, as Stephen Covey says, the yeah, you got to be careful. You got to put the rocks in first, um, and then the sand in second. You know, you got to put your big priorities in the in the jar first. If you haven't heard Stephen Covey's uh, example of of uh, importance versus urgency, it's it's a it's a great video on YouTube. But I, uh, I I you know I think that just wanting wanting more out of life and and really wanting my dreams, I I just can't imagine not living my dreams, Brian. I can't. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't live a mediocre life. I, I tell people that mediocrity is, is so painful, I guess, because maybe I saw it during five years in prison or I saw below mediocrity. I saw like the worst of life. And I think probably because I've seen both ends of the spectrum falling in the middle is just not acceptable for me. No, I totally understand. And a lot of people who are very successful have mentors, whether those are coaches that they've had or books that they've read. Do you have favorite sources of inspiration that have really driven you? <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Every of book I I consciously pick is a uh, is a mentor of mine. Um, I probably have more book mentors or authors. Uh, I'll give you a great example. Um, the inspiration for my book, The Seventh Disruption: The Rise of the Digital Currency Billionaire, which became an Amazon bestseller. Um, my inspiration was Jay Samet, who was the, uh, the the president. He was in charge of the second man in charge of Sony. Uh, corporation in the music division, and he was the, uh, the head of the digital department at EMI. And you know, I read his book, and it talked about disruption. And I, and I really just, I grew to really like him. And it's funny that now I'm in a partnership with him. Um, I, I met him at a Sang conference. We've we've done an interview. Uh, you know, I, I just. I seek out people that have specialized knowledge, and when they resonate with me, I, I just literally pick up the phone and I call them and I say, I need your help. And, and I think that's the magic of, and, and they're going to ask, why, why do you need my help or who are you? And, you know, you just, it's the tone in your voice. It's, it's the desire to, to know everything about that person. And Stephen Covey, obviously, was a huge mentor of mine. Um you know, when I was 19 years old, Tom, Tom Hopkins came down and sat down at me at one of his conferences because he saw me eating alone, and he sat down with me, and he, he mentored me on, on, you know, the art of selling. Um, Anthony yeah. Robbins, uh, un, you know, Unlimited Power. Uh, I was living in a 400-square-foot apartment, and when I read that book, I broke down in tears because I heard him say he was living in a, you know, I was, I was literally doing my dishes in the, the bathtub just like he was, and I was like, God, man, could have could a book hit you at a better time? And, you know, my father, my father is the most, has got him is a man of integrity and, uh, it's probably never paid a bill late in his life. And he's just been a hard worker all of his life. And I'd say, um, the best mentor you could have is somebody who teaches you to work hard 
and then the secondary mentors that you get on board teach you how to work smart. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I've I've uh, I've learned that. But my uh, my dad was a very hard worker, and he made us get up every Saturday morning and work. And um, you know, I, I I think I found a balance with my kids, but I still make them work hard. But you know, I, I know when they need to rest, and and you know, it's kind of finding that balance. So that's wonderful. But yeah, I have Our- tons of mentors, and actually. Mentoring is part of my miracle strategy, which is M, and miracles create a, uh, you know, a map, and uh, a map you got to have. If you're going to go on a journey to success, Brian, you got to have a map, and that stands, the acronym is Mentor Advisory Panel. Okay, we are at a break. We will come right back. We're talking with Tom McMurray. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tom McMurrin. He is the author of the book, The Seventh Disruption. And this show is about digital currency and how we can capitalize and create a lifestyle around that. So, Tom, tell us about The Seventh Disruption. You did talk a little bit during the last segment about what inspired you to write this. Define disruption for us so that we're all on the same page, please. Well, disruption is something that cuts the value chain of of that is vital to the existence of a, say, a company, an industry, or a country. And, you know, we look at Netflix. Netflix cut the value chain of Blockbuster. Uh, Napster cut the value chain of the music industry. Even though they didn't, they didn't win the battle, 
uh, iTunes ended up winning the war, but it was still a music download. It was still the same business model. Uh, Wikipedia cut the value chain of Encyclopedia Britannica. The mobile phone cut the value chain of the of Kodak Corporation because they weren't in the phone business. You know, there's there's so many examples I I can give. Um, you know, when when I can send money to somebody, Brian, without using a bank. Um, that becomes disruptive to the banking industry. And we're doing that now with bankless banking. And that's, uh, disruption is very important. We were a lot of people say, oh, my skin cream is disruptive. No, it's not. It's just an improvement on something. When you, when you have something that eliminates the anti-aging industry, then you're disruptive. <laughs> you know? Right. Uber's so, another great example. That's, uh, yeah, what's that? Uber is Uber, another great example. Uber's a super example. Largest transportation company in the world. And they don't have any cars. Uh, Airbnb, largest hospitality company in the world, and they don't own any property. Um, but what's interesting is those companies are getting ready to be disrupted as well. So the disruptors uh, who put themselves out there as kind of the sharing economy, they're not really sharing. They're aggregating tons of data and selling it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, they're, about, right, they're about to get disrupted by you – know, anytime you can eliminate the intermediary um, and you can go direct to the source – that is disruptive. That is awesome. Yeah, even even email was disruptive to to snail mail. To not post, not, not post, a lot of people post, use snail post mail. Post office losing ninety billion. Yeah, post office yeah. losing ninety billion a year now. If they were a private Absolutely. corporation, they would have been bankrupt. Absolutely. I mean, the dating industry has been disrupted. I mean, Match.com. You don't need to use a dating service or a matchmaker anymore. You can just go right online and sign up for any one of. Those kinds of sites. The same thing. Let me ask you something. You sent me a, a TED talk. Uh, about something called the blockchain, which represents the second generation of the internet. It was absolutely brilliant. Tell us about that and how that uh, creates the backdrop for everything we're talking about. Well, Donald Tapscott wrote the very first book on the internet, and the internet was about TCIP. It was about the HTTP of publishing. Um, it was about ones and zeros and creating you know, graphical content from a, a computer language that allowed you to put your business you know, on computers and eventually mobile devices. And, you know, Donald Tapscott described that in the, the digital the digital economy. And he wrote the first best-selling e-book, or, you know, no, the first-selling book on, on the Internet. And he's considered one of the fourth most in, uh, fourth most authorities in innovation. I mean, the guy's, the guy's just straight brilliant. He's written 15 books, Wikinomics. I mean, he, he has been at the forefront of just about every technological trend, and he's been right uh, in his his uh, future statements, and so he's written a book called The Blockchain Revolution, and the blockchain is it's built on the internet. It actually runs on the internet, um, but it's a it's a distributed network of millions of computers that are all interconnected. And let's say I, I was downloading a song instead of it going pinging through a central server and saying, "Okay, yeah, you can get this song from." Brian and Tracy and, and Karina, um, it would just say, ping, oh, these people out here have the song on their computer, um, and it would draw from all of their computers and just download it without a central authority. So the blockchain is a, it's a peer-to-peer network, distributed network of computers that allows uh, you know, data to be transferred amongst each other and given the right contracts or the, gr- the right programming uh, you know, it, it can be done on a permission basis. They, they call them smart contracts. But it, it basically is a large peer-to-peer um, network of computers 
that are interlinked. I like to call it the Matrix. I mean, if you've ever watched the Matrix, it's it's more like the Matrix than anything you ever know. And yeah. um, it, you know, so the blockchain is like the mobile service that powers your phone. Let me just give you a good visual. Yes. And the apps that run on top of it are like the currencies, like Bitcoin and Litecoin and OneCoin and and uh, Ethereum. They all run on top of the software. So the internet was the HTTP of publishing. The blockchain and the internet was ones and zeros, and the blockchain is a little bit different. It's the HTTP of finance, and it, it is the it's a balance sheet of plus and minuses. It's not ones and zeros anymore. So it's yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. So if I were to send you money, some other computer, let's say Karina's online, her computer would actually verify on the ledger that I have the balance to actually send you that money. So it prevents the double spend issue that has been dealt with for a very long time. But any company that has an intermediary or uses an intermediary for product delivery or any type of value delivery is subject to disruption because of this blockchain technology. That is fantastic. So digital currency definitely is on the rise. I've, I've heard about different uh, digital currencies being traded. Uh, retailers and businesses are really starting to embrace this as a legitimate form of payment, right? Yeah, well, if you saw the Super Bowl, uh, PayPal, the very first commercial was PayPal, and they talked about the new money, and the old money is dead, and nobody knew what that commercial was about. A couple months later, they announced that Wences Carceres joins their board of directors. He's one of the top Bitcoin wallet investors. Uh, and then, of course, a couple months later, they announced that Bitcoin is going to be part of the, the back wallet or the wallet of PayPal. So, yeah, it's... Anybody who takes PayPal, which is about 180 million people around the world, are going to have access to using Bitcoin now as opposed to government-issued currency because Bitcoin is an alternative currency not issued by a governmental authority. And so for people that want a little bit more autonomy and a little bit more control of their finances and don't like the fingers of the government in their business – um, the Bitcoin is and is going to make a lot of sense. And there's Ethereum. There, there's going to be hundreds of coins. It's not just Bitcoin. They just proved the model. They were the first mover, if you will. Okay, great. So examples of some businesses that accept Bitcoin right now that we might be able to relate to? Reed Jewelers, largest jewelry company in the United States. 1-800-Flowers.com. Um, Etsy. Uh, Fiverr. Um, Tesla. Uh, Virgin Intergalactic, if you want to buy a spaceship flight to, to the, the moon. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. um, there, there's a lot of companies. And there, there's an app called Purse.io that allows you to shop on Amazon and, and receive 5 to 10% off. Uh, there is a website called Gift, G-Y-F-T dot com, that uh, you can buy gift cards from over 200 major retailers with Bitcoin. So I could I could send you $100,000 right now, Brian. You could walk down to wherever, if you have a Tesla dealership, you could walk in and buy a Tesla. Or you could go on to gift and you could buy some gift cards and go buy some food at Whole Foods or a new computer at Best Buy. A well, little extra wow. step, but when Amazon's giving you a 5 to 10% discount to use Bitcoin, uh, because they don't have any fraud on it. There's no reversals. There's no fees. Um, there's a reason that corporations are going to start turning to Bitcoin because yeah. Visa and MasterCard have been monopolies, and uh, it's game over for them now that we have this technology. Wow. Can you just imagine a world without Visa and MasterCard in it? That just blows my mind. 
Well, um, you know, you think about it, 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 and it wasn't long ago since Diners Club introduced it. So, I mean, when when you look mm. at uh, people use PayPal all the time now to transfer yeah. money with an email address, and realistically, uh, you know, we do e-checks. It's just, you know, digital currency. The big advantage of digital currency is your buying power can actually increase in value, and the transparency is there and fraud is no longer there. And, and yeah. you know, my, my financial data doesn't travel with every transaction. So if I, yeah. if I go to Home Depot and I do a transaction, man, all of my financial data touches the, them, it touches their processor, it touches their bank, it touches whoever. And if any of those people get hacked in that chain, um, I, I end up getting, you know, having to deal with credit repair and disputes yeah. and, you know, things like that. So there's been a lot of nightmare stories, but uh, our our banking system is so antiquated, Brian, uh, compared yeah. to the rest of the world. We think we're on top of the world. We're not. We're so far far behind everybody. Yeah, yeah. We've got three minutes to our next break. Uh, if, if we are eliminating fees by using digital currency, that has to mean that this is good for the economy and maybe creates jobs somehow? Well, you know, it's interesting. The World Economic Forum just did a, um, a study on the UK, and they said if, if they switched over to the blockchain technology and issued a digital currency, that they would have a 4% increase in their GDP and an $80 billion surplus. So the answer is yes. When you take the sand out of the gears, it runs more smoothly. And Visa and MasterCard and Western Union and money, any type of money remittance company, that's sand in the gears. Uh, anytime you can remove the middleman, that's sand in the gears. And uh, our economy right now is, is running so sluggishly just because of the amount of legislation and regulation. And just uh, the blockchain would make it all transparent. Fortunately, yeah. I don't think that's what Washington wants. <laughs> exactly. So let me ask you this. I mean, is digital currency regulated? Because the government just wants to have their hand in everything and find a way to tax everything. Is Are they going to be able to do that, or is this going to be basically dummy proof? <laughs> well, I think what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll broadcast a bunch of horror stories about people getting busted for fraud and tax evasion and, and everything like that, and they'll scare people into submission like they've done pretty much using the media and the State Department for a very long time. I mean, the media is very powerful. You can shape an entire society with it. And the, the truth is it is regulated. Uh, you do have to be registered with the Department of Treasury. And if you have an exchange in the United States, uh, it is classified as a commodity, uh, which is interesting because the rest of the world is classifying it as a currency and an asset. And um, even a judge in Florida kind of bucked the trend and said it's not a commodity. It, it, it's, you know, it's a currency. And, yeah. you know, when you make it a commodity, uh, then you throw it into a, a pretty bad taxable situation and which discourages people from using it. So I, I, I think the United States sees digital currency as a threat for sure. Okay. And we are coming up against our next break. And uh, we're talking with Tom McMurray. And we're talking about digital currency and the possibilities that exist for not only our economy, but economies all over the world. In the next segment, I'm going to ask him how safe this is because – uh, you see crime, you see theft. This is going to be a really fascinating discussion going forward, and we will continue right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away.
a mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world, managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California, to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tom McMurray. He is the author of the book, The Seventh Disruption. We are talking about digital currency and how that is going to completely disrupt the financial industry going forward. And it's already happening. I do want to ask, for as wonderful as all of this sounds, Tom, is digital currency safe? Is it possible for you to steal my wealth if I'm holding it digitally? You know, if you leave your, ta- if you leave your wallet on the picnic table, somebody can steal your wealth. Um, you know, and, and, and Bitcoin's no different. You can, if you were to leave your passwords out or, uh, and, and the Bitcoin network's very, very secure. I mean, they, they usually have two-step methodologies where you could have two different passwords. And, you know, if you leave one on your phone and somebody hacks it, they, they shouldn't be able to get the other part. Um, so when you think about, people have heard about hacking, you can't hack the blockchain, okay? It's a it's hundred times more powerful than all of the Google servers combined it can't be reversed unless you had about $500 billion worth of energy and you could do it in 10 minutes. And that's if the computer network didn't see you coming and they would. So, but is it possible for an exchange like Benfex uh, to get hacked? Um, Third party providers that build on top of the blockchain, the blockchain like the Dow from Ethereum. Possibilities that people can lose money depending on who they do business with. But the blockchain itself, if you pro- follow the proper protocols and you use reputable sources, darn near impossible. Um, and for people to – I can hold my account number up to a computer screen. I, I do it all the time on a 
uh, it's about 600 people a week see my account number because I hold it up to a screen on, on Zoomcast that I do. So very powerful network. Um, you know, there's new, there's, there's new rules. There's new ways of doing business. Like if I was sending 50,000 bucks to you, I'd send you a dollar to make sure you got it first to make sure I got the right yeah. account number. And then yes. I'd send the other balance, you know? <laughs> so, okay. um, it, it can't be reversed. Let's put it that way. Okay. So let me ask you this. If this technology really is safe, is there potential that digital currency can reduce crime and terrorism? Yeah, you don't want to do crime and terrorism. I mean, I know there's people doing the ransomware stuff and they're 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 hacking, you know, people's computers and making them pay in Bitcoin and you know, it it kind of gives Bitcoin a bad name, but the reality is ransom's been used the dollar's been used for ransom for, for decades. So um, you know, I, I think when you, you look at the anonymity behind Bitcoin, there definitely are some dark net issues that, that, uh, you know, people are, are not fond of and, but we have dark net issues on the dollar as well. There's all kinds of ways that people, you know, launder money, uh, paper bills. Yeah. And so I, I think every currency, anytime you have value that can be used to, to gain power over somebody else, whether it's a dollar or it's a digital dollar, um, you, you're always going to have that element in any currency. But with that said, um, you got to be very careful because the blockchain is completely transparent. And if you slip up, they will be able to trace it directly to you with not, without, a, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. So digital currency with no intermediary, with basically very few fees compared to the banking industry, uh, does this increase accessibility for money? Does this have the potential to even the field economically for people around the world? It has the ability to save our country and bring our country back into solvency. Um, when you have a currency, like Bitcoin is finite, meaning there's only 21 million coins. And I always use the example of the 1965 Mustang it's finite. There was only 649,440 made, and each one had a VIN number. And a VIN number is like a digital currency number. Um, you, you can't change it. You can't create more of them. There's only so many of them. And so as the economy grows around Bitcoin or OneCoin or Ethereum, uh, for that matter, because they're all finite, when you publish a digital currency, kind of like a tombstone, if you will, uh, you say, hey, I'm going to create 64 million serial numbers. Coin coin is a bad word because there is no physical coin. It's a serial number. And when you say I'm going to create 64 million serial numbers, that's all. That's all there ever will be. You can't create any more. The economy will not let you. So the minute you publish it, that's it. Now, you can put decimal points to the right, and you can fractionalize that serial number, but you can't change the core serial number. And it's kind of like you can't print more 1965 Mustangs. There's only right. so many, and that's why this, the Mustang came out at $2,320 in 65, and today a Mustang at auction goes for 25000 to 250000 depending on the condition. Um, the only difference between a digital coin and a Mustang is there's really no underlying value except for market value and what we call trust. And I think it's what Donald Tapscott calls the, the protocol of trust is what digital currency creates because it's fully transparent. And there can be absolutely no shenanigans within digital currency. It, it won't. It won't be permitted by the community because everything is audited, audited publicly. Wow, that's great. I know that you've mentioned several different varieties of digital currency that have entered the marketplace. Is that going to complicate the market? Is there going to be consolidation? Uh, and I guess the reason I ask is because when computers came out, Apple or I mean Mac 
and PCs weren't compatible. And they, they are now more so than before, but I hated that. So is, is all the options going to complicate things, or will there be consolidation? What do you think is going to happen? Well, there was a day when you could only use your color card at one ATM machine, and then Plus and Cirrus Network came along, and, and they integrated everything. And, and so I, I do think there will be integrations and exchanges. For example, Gemini Exchange, which was founded by the Winklevoss brothers, it's a multi-currency exchange. So I imagine if I have an, an account with them and uh, Trump coin and Bitcoin and OneCoin and Ethereum coin and Litecoin and PureCoin are all traded on the exchange, that I'll be able to enter interact with those other currencies and do interchange with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> when, you, when you talk about a digital serial number, uh, it becomes a mathematical formula to convert uh, Trump coin into one coin uh, with a, in micro nanoseconds. Uh, so it's not going to be a big deal because it is all digits. Um, so, yeah, it will be. But I think we're probably three to five years away from that. But right now, uh, we're waiting to see, you know, companies like Procter and Gamble and and, and uh, you know Dell and all those any company that's dealing in mass payments and vendor payments and and employee payments and things like that, they're going to probably create their own digital currency and uh, it, it will be integrative with uh, every other currency. So yeah, I do believe that everything will be fully integrated eventually. And and I think that's you'll great. be using a car. You'll most likely be using a mobile phone to transact everything. That's great. Are banks worried about becoming obsolete? You know what? The problem with banks is they've created so much legislation that they pretty much opted out of the blockchain because their model is not congruent with the philosophy that drives digital currency. Um, they, they, <laughs> there are certain things they legally can't do because it would be a violation of existing legislation in place. So we've heard them all saying, oh, they're going to create four banks just to create their own currency. Well, what the heck does that yeah. mean? You know, it means they got to keep it in a certain zone because if they don't, they're going to be in violation of, of probably laws that are, you know, in place. So I, you know, personally, I'm not a fan of banks. Um, I think they charge extremely high fees. They rip the uh, middle class and the poor with high fees. Um, they just, they're, they're, you know, I don't know. I, I could go off on them, but I'm not going to. They uh, the problem with banking is they have no competition, Brian. They need competition, and that's what makes capitalist society so great. Is the blockchain is going to give them the biggest competition they've ever seen in their life, and it's more the central banks that have started everything, and ultimately the banking, the commercial banking industry, and retail banking industry all are going to be subject. Wow. That's that's really wonderful. So uh, we've got you know, probably maybe three minutes or so to our final break. Do you think the lending industry is going to change substantially because of this? I mean, if you're eliminating a lot of the fees involved, is that going to change auto loans and mortgages? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, trend, the transparency and just everything is going to be exact. So, I mean, there will be, I'm sure, some form of credit agencies that eventually form on the blockchain. And, the, the, you know, I think the the way of keeping people accountable and lending, peer-to-peer -peer, uh, lending is already putting a huge dent in the banking industry. It's a massive industry already where you're matching up with investors with, you know, potential uh, uh, borrowers. Uh, that, that industry, the peer-to-peer lending. You know, it's, I'll leave you with this. You know, Gallup just came out with a recent poll that said 74% of people distrust and dislike banks. It's the highest 
dissatisfaction rating we've ever had in the history of our country. And um, that just tells me that the industry is subject to disruption and that if they can make Bitcoin more like what Bitcoin is doing, making it more AOL-esque, meaning people really get how to use it and mine it and spend it, uh, whoever figures out that is going to dominate this industry um, right away. And because they're saying it'll be fully adopted in the next 10 years by 2026, it'll be the fastest adopted technology in the history of the world. Wow, that's that's really wonderful. We've got probably two minutes to our final break now. I, you do address the subject of becoming a digital currency billionaire with a B. How how does that happen? <laughs> well, I think the greatest wealth opportunity in, in the history of the world is in front of us because we have the opportunity to bring into existence. Yeah, my, mining is the, probably the greatest wealth-building opportunity of the next five to ten years because every digital currency that – is created, um, you have to bring the currency into existence. And you've either got to use power, energy, or capital to bring the currency into existence. And much like investment banks get currency at a discount from the Fed when they bring it into circulation, into the economy, uh, we as people now have the opportunity to become investment bankers, uh, we call miners, and bring currency into existence. And I, I was able to get one coin, say, at 43 cents a year ago or 14 months ago, and today those coins are worth $8. And so, you know, the blockchain is going to create billionaires faster than the Internet did because, you know, every, anything that involves an intermediary, you know, anything wow. that uh, is, is going to be disrupted and people are going to be able to cash in it on in a very big way. That's great. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. My very special guest is Tom McMurray, and we are talking about digital currency and his book, The Seventh Disruption. We will come right back after the break, and we'll talk about how you can take advantage of digital currency and set up your own account. We'll come right back after the break. Please stay with us. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Summertime, and you know what that means. Attack of the mosquitoes. Other names for the mosquito are Galley Nipper, Katie Nipper, 
Gabber Napper, and Gelly Whopper. A quote from the 1906 book, The Parsons Boys, asserts that galley nippers are so-called because at each nip, they took a gallon. Mitzi is a deceptively cute shortening of mosquito that might be heard in Ohio. If you're in Virginia and hear someone complaining about cousins, they might have annoying relatives, or they might just be talking about mosquitoes. Why do they call mosquitoes cousins? Because there are so many and they stick so close. But whatever you call them, all this begs the question, why didn't Noah swap those two mosquitoes? It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tom McMurray, and his book is called The Seventh Disruption. And Tom, while I'm thinking about it right now, where can we find that? Well, as a special gift to your audience, I'll give it to you for free, so you don't have to go to Amazon to get it. And uh, you can go to seventhdisruption.info, and uh, that's number seven, T-H, disruption.info, and you'll be able to... You'll be able to read it there. Okay, wonderful. Seventh Disruption dot info very very good so let me ask you this how does somebody get started using digital currency is setting up an account difficult to do no not at all it's actually easier than doing an online bank account or shopping on amazon um you know what i recommend people do is up like a an account with coinbase which is like a kind of trade or ameritrade type account where you can buy and sell multiple types of currencies, uh, specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then, of course, I recommend OneCoin, which is the fastest-growing cryptocurrency in the world. Uh, right now, they're growing at about 150,000 people a month, but setting up a free e-wallet with them. And uh, so there's there's different strategies. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I buy straight out. And mainly what I'm teaching people how to do is how to build portfolios of digital currency and how to mine digital currency because... The usability aspect of all the currencies hasn't quite been mastered yet. You can use it, but uh, it takes some extra steps. So I think it's important that people understand that uh, as you get into digital currency, it's not Hotel California. You can you can come back out. You get into it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it just it, there's it's, there's a little bit more you know liquidity. There's 300 million a day of, of Bitcoin traded, and I mean it's uh, of digital currency in general. But um, it, it's pretty easy. There are passwords and there's QR codes, which is kind of new to people, um, and password recovery options are a little bit more complicated because they want to prevent the hacking and identity theft and things like that. So, but yeah, it's real easy. I, I tell everybody, if you want to do it, and I'll send you a dollar, and then I'll have you go to United Way and donate it to United Way, but you can go to setupcoinwallet.com. And it'll show you how to, it's a four-minute tutorial video on how to set up a Bitcoin wallet. It gives you my email address. You send me your account number. I'll send you a dollar. And then I I give you instructions on how to go donate that to United Way. And United Way, by the way, is the largest recipient of digital currency for uh, charitable donations. That is fantastic news. I love that. So coinwallet.com, is that right? Uh, Setupcoinwallet.com. 
Oh, setupcoinwallet.com. And then coinbase.com is one that I recommend in the United States, which is a very credible organization. And then uh, there's Kraken for people that are in Europe, K-R-A-K-E-N. Um, it allows you to set up. It's basically it's like you know, digital currency is traded like a stock. You know, there's a bid and an ask, and it's a market. The value of digital currency is determined by the market, not by some false economic indicators that are changed 90 days later. Yeah, wow, that's great. And I know that you talk about this subject a lot. You've got a podcast, and you also have a, a program on Grant Cardone TV. Tell us about that. Well, uh, they uh, they had heard one of my podcasts talking about digital currency, and Grant had done a TV show where I guess he needed a million dollars out of the bank for the TV show, and, and the bank would do a lot of hassles. And so Grant has kind of a not, not a great love for the banking industry. And um, when I start pitched him in his office uh, with his executive producer, he's like, "Yeah, we need a show on this," you know. And so the coin profit came into existence and have been able to interview some of the biggest authorities in the digital currency space like Don Tapscott and Brock Pierce and Taylor Gearing um, and Juha Pariella. I mean, it's it's really been a great experience to be able to connect uh, with the biggest people in the industry and find out what's going on. You know, where are we going with this? Yeah, absolutely. How often do you run this program? Well, I, I run, uh, it, we usually get about four shows in per month, so it's a, a weekly program, and it's uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's about a 40-minute program, and all, all the shows are for free. You can watch them for free on Grant Cardone TV. You can go to thecoinprofit.com, and all of my interviews are there. Great. How did you start your podcast? Gee, uh, I had a friend, well, I knew I wanted to do one, but I, I knew I didn't want to produce it myself. So I looked for somebody that had a, a podcast channel and he was looking for people that had interesting subjects and it was kind of a pro business channel. And, um, that's how I got my start. And it, it, I, I just really resonated with it. I got a lot of good feedback from, you know, the interviews that we did and it just, um, it was a great way for me to send to really send the message out there and educate people on what digital currency was. And the idea was we, we were going to reach out to retailers to tell them that, hey, you can go to BitPay.com, you can go to GoCoin.com, and you can sign up and start accepting digital currency and save money on, on in Visa fees, you know, and, and MasterCard fees and banking fees. And uh, a great story, I walked into a memorabilia shop in Las Vegas, and I said, uh, do you take uh, – coin and he said no he says why should i that's a great question i said what's the most expensive item in your store and he said twenty two thousand dollars i said so if i use my visa it's going to cost you eight hundred dollars to sell that to me and if i use my american express it's going to cost you about two grand to sell that to me and he said yeah and i said you've got fraud issues and, and things like that and he said yes and i said well with bitcoin i could simply click a button scan a qr code and i could buy that twenty two thousand dollar item and you would get $22,000 in Bitcoin, and you could, for 1%, be converted into real cash. And he says, where do I sign up? You know, it was kind of a no-brainer for him, and, and uh, he, uh, he really liked the idea. So a lot of businesses are starting to wake up to the fact that they can take uh, digital currency, and with companies like BitPay, BitPay will yeah. convert it into real dollars and deposit it in their account, just like they do Visa MasterCard for a 1% fee as opposed to a 3 and 4% fee. Yeah. Some folks out there might be wondering if Starbucks takes digital currency yet. At a discount with Bitcoin. So if you get some Bitcoin, uh, you can actually uh, save money on your coffee habit too, yes. Oh, so you can save 10% if you use Bitcoin at Starbucks. 
Well, you can buy the money. They have their own currency. Um, Starbucks has their own currency that you can buy your your, uh, coffees with, and you can actually buy that currency with Bitcoin and and get 10% off on it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How awesome is that? For those of you that like Starbucks, hop on that <laughs> right now. Set up CoinWallet.com is how you set up your account. Isn't that right? Yeah. Set up CoinWallet.com. Okay, great. So what are some learning opportunities for us to take advantage of if we connect with you? Okay. So I was saying that uh, you know OneCoin has probably one of the best academies for people that want to learn about digital currency. Uh, they're the, they're, they've really been forward thinking in that. But um, I do a Zoomcast six times a week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then go to coinlifestyle.info and just plug in and hear from real miners. And then I have a link that is a three-step educational system called aboutonelife.com, which walks people through a full education, really more about OneCoin, but it gives you good background on digital currency in general. But uh, the, the first part's about the opportunity of digital currency. The second part's about the industry. And the third part is about how you get started and my miracle philosophy, which I covered on our very first call. Okay. All right. Very good. And how can we connect with you? We're probably three or four minutes to the end. Well, uh, coinlifestyle at gmail.com is a, is a great way to give me, I'll give my, my Google voice number if somebody, I, I, I would say definitely go to coin or if they'll text coin to 313131, uh, they'll get all of the videos and links that I've talked about on this podcast. So text the word coin. Uh, the case doesn't matter. It can be uppercase or lowercase. Uh, to 313131, and you'll get an autoresponder and five texts from me over five days with lots of information on what this is all about. And my contact information is in there as well. But I'm very accessible. I'm, like I said, six times a week, I'm, I'm in front of 500 to 700 people a week teaching people about digital currency. And my goal is for people to get educated, to get experienced, to get engaged, and ultimately to get wealthy. Awesome. That's great. We are coming up toward the end. So let me ask you this. Who inspires and motivates you, Tom? <laughs> wow. Richard Branson, probably uh, because he knows how to create a brand and people literally come to him and say, I, I want your brand on my company. So he is an authority in what he does and branding. So I, I'd say Richard Branson's probably my number one on a personal level. Probably Stephen Covey, uh, the, Prince, uh, the Principal-Centered Leadership, was probably one of the most impactful books in my life. And, um, you know, but it, that definitely, you know, from a personal standpoint, Stephen Covey, from a business standpoint, Richard Branson. That's fantastic. Any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us? I would just say don't give up on your dreams. Um, you know, there, there with technology and everything that's out there, you can do your dreams and don't don't give up on them and, and write your goals down and laminate them and put them in your shower and create your dream boards and don't be afraid to dream because the rest of the world tells you not to. Um, I tell you to dream because that's what makes life worth living. So I you know I, I tell people you, you can you have the power of creation in you. Um, so go create whatever you want in life and don't take no for an answer. All right, big goals going forward. Yeah. Yes, sail around the world. Uh, that's the, that's the biggest goal that's in front of me. I have uh, one child that's a freshman, and when he's through his senior year in high school, I have to talk my wife onto a sailboat. Uh, we've we've talked about a catamaran and uh, going around the world and seeing the world maybe for a period of five years 
and being able to do my digital currency business from anywhere in the world and, and knowing that I've helped create something worldwide. I'll, I'll be able to meet people that I've introduced to digital currency all over the world in every port I pull into. So that's kind of my biggest dream. Yes. Fantastic. We've got 30 seconds to the end. One more time. How can we reach out to you? Uh, definitely uh, to learn more about what we're doing, to text the word COIN to 313131. And uh, definitely that, that'll give you information on my podcast, my TV show, everything that I'm doing. That's the best way. The first text you get will have my contact information in it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tom, for being on Success Profiles Radio again. It was a privilege to have you back. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. You're so welcome. And this has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class expert and learn how they succeeded and how they achieved what they wanted to do with their lives. Until next week, have a good one. Take care of each other. Be awesome. See you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and have